as what, soon as what? we had the idea, as soon as we started writing on that whiteboard, like since that moment, it's been like nearly 24-7. No way. Yeah, yeah, so we sold out on day 40. Go dummy, go beast, oh no. I go beast. Go deep, I OG, oh no. Okay, so y'all meet in, high, in college. You decide that what? You okay. decide that what? So we got Joey now. Jo- what happens from that moment where you guys get together and you're like, let's make an NFT project? No, yeah. no, what happened? Yeah, so I, that was like a couple of years ago, right? Sorry, when we sorry. Met and- Before we go down this vein, real quick, because we're talking about high school. Mm-hmm. We kind of got the, the college. snapshot college, right? Yeah. Did y'all have any like hustle that was a, it was a fun story that kind of like – Here's a, here's my example, <laughs> junior prom, junior prom like tell a fun one, okay? Like junior yeah. prom, we're waiting for our dates, mm-hmm. and and like this is what you tell your kids. My kids are always like, Dad, tell the junior prom story. Mm-hmm. We're standing there, and this guy pulls up and gets out of his car and throws me the keys. I'm in a tux. It's junior prom. Like I don't know if this guy's an idiot. He yeah. thought I was valet. Yeah, and it was like a Ben. So I'm like. Okay, and I was like, I was trying to joke off for my friends. Mm-hmm. So I get in the car and I'm like. <laughs> And I drive. I start driving. And I'm like, where am I going to take this car? Yeah. So I just parked it on the football field. I put the keys on the seat, and I ran back. And I'm like, guys, oh, I forgot. I told the guy, I'm like, 20 bucks. Yeah. It's expensive. But he gave me 200 bill. And I'm like, game over. So I got in the car, parked it on the football field, ran back. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, you go to the dollar store. We bought little, like, yellow tickets. Mm-hmm. Or not tickets. Uh, stickers. The little circle stickers. Mm-hmm. So as soon as the car came up, we just stuck it right on the windshield. <laughs> we're we're <laughs> mandatory... Uh, valet yeah 20 bucks so we did that all our dates show pulled up we didn't even go into the dance really? at all Dang. we ended up between four of us we all made 6k parking onto no the football field oh yeah this is during prom during junior prom junior prom yes oh, wow. classic like it's yeah. still talked about to this day it's like epic yeah. so that was like like what we did like three or four like big mm-hmm pranks like that but we all walked away with some cash right yeah so what was some of those pranks y'all the hustles you did because if you're an entrepreneur you had something you did beforehand i guess this is like a little different from you know violating cars but no no, it's the hustle um, it's the the hustle mentality it's like the the content the demand in college for those nicotine sticks was very high (laughs) um and so we ended up we came up with this great idea um, we created a social media account. We created a Snapchat account. Um, and we basically called it uh, Lopes Puffs. <laughs> and, and essentially, we went to the, uh, the smoke shop. And we're like, hey, how, uh, how much for a bulk of nicotine sticks, right? And they're like, you know, they gave us the price and everything. Um, and so we ended up buying like three or four boxes. And we, we literally like hired like college students to just sell them to people at the school. Like, yeah, awesome. I was literally, yeah. so basically, um, we had made like a good connection with the guy who owned that smoke shop. Like I huh? still, whenever I go back to Arizona, I always come in, I'm like, what's up, man? Cause yeah, like yeah. we would come in and just buy out a stock. I would hit him up yeah. and be like, yo, how many do you have? And we would just come in and buy all of them. And then basically we would take them back to the school. And I basically made a Snapchat account and like the one you're talking about Lopes Puffs. And I basically just quick <laughs> added like a thousand people. Like I was just sitting there just cracked out, like just doing that all day. And then basically we got like a ton of people to add us and we just started posting, you know, yo, we got these, we got these, you know, 15 bucks. Like we're just like selling them for like triple, right. That we were getting them. And then eventually the demand was just so high that I, ba- we had to like create like a supply chain to where like, basically we would all go and pick them up, you know, after yeah, our classes, like skateboards yeah, um, and everyone delivering, like, we'd be in class and we'd be like, Hey, someone needs one here. Someone needs one here. Um, we, our people would just go and deliver. But I totally forgot what we did before that. Um, the reason why we we're able to build the social media for the, 
the I guess the, the nicotine sticks um, was because we threw parties. Um, so we also had an Instagram page. It was called uh, what was it? Uh, um, Drunken Lopes. Drunken Lopes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we ended up following everyone that our school did our Instagram page um, that our school runs, and we followed every single person as many people as we can, um, as Instagram would allow us. And um, we had this whole idea, you know, we're like, okay, we can rent out an Airbnb um, or we can rent out, you know, an event space. I mean, essentially, we'll throw on, like, at least two times a month. And so as we're setting this up, we're kind of figuring out, like, the team and, you know, who's a part of it, who's getting, you know, I guess, like, the alcohol, who's getting, who's renting out the space, um, who's getting the security guards. Now, are any of these people still with you? Yeah. Yeah, so Carrington oh, was yeah. one of them. Uh, most um, of our, like, actual our squad from GCU is still, still here. Like, yeah. So, like, me, actually him, here at the Airbnb, most of them. Carrington, <laughs> Morgan, he's at the Airbnb right now. Um, who, who else is still here? It's, uh, Sam basically was, Sam. was there for a lot of it. Yeah. Um, Sam didn't go to uh, – he didn't go to our school. He didn't go to college. But during uh, the pandemic, we had to uh, – basically got, like, shut down. We all received a text saying – or an email saying, hey, um, due to the coronavirus and the pandemic happening – uh, you know, if you want to leave school, then you guys can go ahead and, you know, leave school. And so within, you know, two days, everyone's packing everything. Um, everyone's leaving the school. Um, long story short, there's only like 200 people at Grand Canyon University. Um, and we're one of those 200 people. And that's when Sam, our filmer, ended up coming down. And we filmed like a little short documentary. Um, we just felt like it would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were there for like a month. And that's when we kind of all really like got to know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, we're just stuck quarantined together. Basically we're like, dang, like we can't go back home because you know, we're all here sure. and like, we don't want to get our family sick, you know? So we're just like, we'll just stay here until we're all And good. is this where the, is this the incubation process for junior punks? Um, no, no, no. So, so this was still like a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so okay. it was basically like, just basically how we met. We started hustling together, doing other things. Um, so at what yeah. point though, did you, so let's, let's jump to that part. Yeah, so at what punks, point? Yeah. What gave you guys the confidence mm-hmm. and the desire to want to do an NFT? When did you hear about NFTs? Mm-hmm. And then what was like, hey, this will work. Like, what made you guys decide yeah. to want to go do that? So we had saw um, my brother. He was doing, like, the, the marketing and stuff for uh, one of, uh, an NFT project. Um, and it went absolutely crazy. And... Just seeing it all go down and unfold. Which one was that? Uh, that was Angry Apes United. Angry Apes. Okay. Yeah, Angry hey, Apes hey, United. Hey, you. Um, and so as all this was happening, you know, we start like teaching ourselves. We're like, okay, so, you know, you buy an NFT. You know, NFT means a non fungible token. Um, we're like, okay, it's on the blockchain. You know, Ethereum. And we started just gathering all the information we needed, and then we just started flipping. Okay. Basically, we're using our social medias, essentially. We would reach out to projects, mm-hmm. and we'd be like, hey, like, we'll, we'll post for you if you put us on the whitelist or if you send us an NFT. And, like, 99% of the time, they're all like, yeah, that, like, that's easy. You know yeah. what I mean, right? And so they would put us on the whitelist. We'd buy up a bunch on the whitelist sale and then usually, like, sell them before reveal. There were some projects where, like, if we actually did have faith in them long term, we would just hold them because, like, you know, there are a lot of projects like that. But, honestly, most NFT projects that come out are – pretty like there's pumps you know what i mean like people are just kind of like they're trying to build up a lot of hype just kind of pump it right away and then like you don't see anything from the roadmap for like months and months and so yeah. i'm kind of like yeah i don't i don't really want to wait once months and months right and so basically we were just like we did a lot of projects we made a group chat with like me him and a couple of other friends and so basically we were just learning and learning like in our free like all day all we were doing was just like researching nfts looking at new projects like just analyzing pretty much every project just because we wanted to get good at making money in nfts mm-hmm. and then uh so basically after we've been doing that for a while me and him we went on a trip up to big bear 
and, and like, like it was just supposed to be fun yeah you know we're I mean? supposed to go up there and just you know chill have fun you know let loose a little bit um and you know everyone sends in like yo this is the next nft i think it's gonna do good um you know you guys should get on the white list and so other joey sends us a text saying hey hop on this um nft project you know it's a stealth drop and so we had ended up buying like five five or six nfts from this stealth drop it was actually uh it was little baby cool cats um it was a derivative basically mm-hmm. um and so we buy it and we list it for sale and immediately you know right when we got to the big bear cabin um they sold they all sold um and we flipped like i think we made like three thousand on the way up and this is like two hour drive um and we're uh we're chilling up there and uh joey goes hey john like you think we can uh drop an nft project like we can do this and i was like Mm, yeah, yeah, I think we can do this. And uh, he's like, all right, let's do it. And so immediately we go down to the whiteboard um, and we just start jotting down ideas, just jotting down a whole bunch of these. We're like, okay, who we need? Um, you know, what type of team do we, are we looking for? You know, who will be, you know, the marketer, who's going to be promoting, what type of pages, um, you know, who is going to be involved in this NFT project. And at first it was going to be very, very small. Mm-hmm. Um, we're only looking to just, you know, sell it for, I think it was like 0.05. No, it was like 0.02. We were like, basically, we were trying to make it. We were almost just basically trying to replicate that Little Baby Cool Cats project. Like, our project originally was called Little Baby Punks. Um, And then, like, literally, like, a week into us building out the project and everything, a project named Little Baby Punks dropped. And we're like, all right. Like, I'm on a call with him. I'm like, bro, you see that, man? I'm like, what are we going to do? And and then we just changed the name. And honestly, our name now is way better. Junior Punks is way better than Little Baby Punks. But... Mm. Basically, we were like, okay, um, we were like, our original plan was just to make it really small, really small drop, and then right when it drops, you know, we just like put out a bunch of social media buzz, like, yo, hop on this, they just stealth dropped, you know, and like, it would be like, you know, some quick, you know, like a quick cash, you know what I mean? But then as we got into it, and we started doing it, we were like, man, we could do this, we could do this, and we're like, man, and then all of a sudden, our creativity just went wild, and we're like, man, this is, we're not doing, we're making this like, our thing, you yeah. know what I mean? And so, and that's when basically we started drawing out way more structure. And that was basically just from the people that we met, right? Like along the road, as we're building this, we're talking and meeting with more people in the NFT space. And they're kind of giving us like, you know, their opinions and like what tips. they've learned and like tips and stuff, right? And we're like, man, we could do this. We could do this. Like why, you know, why spend our time doing this if we could just make it 10 times bigger yeah, and yeah. make it long-term and like set us up, especially with like, where the current NFT community is, like opportunities like this aren't gonna last super long. Like as like, you know, as you guys probably know, like NFTs, like you can't just drop artwork anymore. You know, it really has to be really focused on the utility. And so we were like, man, we just gotta make a utility one. You know, and, so and I think that's one of the main reasons um, why we wanted to show our face. Um, cause essentially, you know, a lot of projects, they don't show their face, you don't know the founders. Um, it's kinda they drop the project and you know, everyone's like, yo, like who's the owners and what's happening with the roadmap. I'm not really like informed about the whole idea of this project of, you know, the long-term longevity of it. Um, but we're like, yo, like let's just plaster our whole face on this. Cause we are only just our only up, uh, what's it called? What was that? objective? Yeah. Our only objective, um, was basically just to, you know, show everybody like, look, this is who we are. If you guys have any questions, if you guys need to know anything, if you guys need to contact us, if you guys have ideas about this project, like let us know so we can make this happen. So you're you talking know? about being making raving fans. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like customer service. Yeah. And I feel like this, you know, the community that we built and we have currently is like 
it's a family, yep. you know, like everyone in there, like I see people, hey, good morning, like how you doing, how's <laughs> work, you know, like just talking to each other, I'm just like, yo, like this is really, really cool. Or people um, miss each other. Yeah. I literally, literally, shout out to the family, like yeah. I'll have, I kid you not, 10, and the, the family does DM each other, mm -hmm. that's another oh, thing yeah. that's interesting, but I'll have 10, like, hey, behold you hopping back on, where you at, dude, and I'm like, yeah. I got three companies I'm running, what are you I, <laughs> I miss you in the you chat sometimes, me? man. I'm like, Shout I'm in the drone chat. I'm like, man, I haven't seen B Holmes in here for a while. I'm like, Shout he's out. texting me, but I don't see him Shout in the Discord. <laughs> but yeah, shout out Dolce. Shout out Blackout, man. Dempsey. Shout out Absent. Dempsey. Huge shout out to Dempsey. Um, bro, NFT Nomad. Pickles. Oh, Pickles. That's my Pickles. Boy. So Pickles, Pickles actually listen. So I put out a little fun thing to get because. I want to make him a community mod. Yeah, no, he's a real. Yeah, mod, yeah, yeah. No. he's like I'm making him a real mod it. though. So yeah. I, I, I put that out there. I said, uh, "Dude, who made you a mod?" And he was like, "Dude, I'd love to be a mod." And I was like, "Okay." So I was talking to Lightning, and I'm like, "Yeah, Dude, he wants to be a mod." He's like, "I think he's going to be a mod." So mm -hmm. it like happened. Yeah, the other thing was OTG wants to be involved in the. Um, Y'all hear this? He wants to be involved in the Give Back project. Mm -hmm. So that's okay. kind of like what he does anyway. Okay. So the what my point is is that. There's a lot of people involved in the community that all come from different spaces. Like, y'all yeah. know that uh, Pickles is a, a, an accountant? Yeah, yeah. That's he's, his thing. He, he's an accountant, oh, yeah. but he's a huge, uh, he loves shoes. He loves uh, the Nelk Boys and Full Send. You know, I was like, man, this is perfect. I'm like, yeah, no, Pickles is super cool. I've, I've been on calls with him and stuff because, mm -hmm. like I said, we're going to make my mod, so. That'd be dope. But you get a pull from all these different people and their skill sets to make an actual yeah business yeah. yeah it's crazy yeah it's crazy no this guy connects with this gal in the chat you guys turned into a just dating the app. right now be home hey, dude i'm not, i'm just reading the <laughs> reading the thing we might, need to, we might need to make a new channel for this dude it was crazy but he uh you know he was saying um man when you're not there we need somebody to pump it up and so i was like hey all right, let's do something positive. Yeah. Let's go and listen to this. Go read a book. Send mm -hmm. me a report. I'll give you $50 of ETH, whatever, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So Pickles does it. Pickles actually emailed me a summary on another, like, book and a podcast. Yeah. Like, to get people to think and push them to become better human beings. And people want to do it. They actually want it. And it's just fascinating That's awesome. to me. Like yeah, that. it was cool. Yeah. It was cool. It's super cool. It's like, hey, when you're not here, I miss you. And it was like, you miss me. <laughs> my own people second. in my own business don't tell me they miss it's me. It's a real family, right? It's a real family, man. So, what do you think's been the difference maker in? Because I've got five other projects that I have, mm -hmm. four to five NFTs, but it doesn't feel like that. Why? Mm -hmm. So, I think a lot of it was like we were talking about how heavily our faces are on it, and how connected we as the founders are to the community, right? You know, and that started with like we did an AMA when we had like. Very, when we first started Discord, four there were people. six people in four it, six four or six people, yeah. people, and they were, like, just our friends. And we were like, guys, just come up and ask us practice questions, right? Yeah. And we just kept doing them every single day, you know, and, and basically that gave us, like, a lot of really good connection to the community. They got to hear our voices every day. Mm -hmm. We were there telling them exactly what's going on. Like, we're not, we're obviously, like, we're not scared to have people come up and ask us difficult questions because yeah. we know the answer, you know what I mean? Like, we want to answer the community's questions. We want to make sure everybody's crystal clear on what's going down. And I, so I think that's what really also pair with like the positive energy. Like we yeah. were huge right. focus on bringing a positive energy in the AMAs when we're talking to people, like we're, we're really big on like the energies and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. so 
I think that's what really made the difference. Plus things like the the baby doll challenge. Where I mean, that, was, together, that, was the, yeah. that was my favorite part. Yeah. Uh, Tell us about that. Yeah. So, so if I didn't know about it, what did you guys do exactly? So the way we came up with that idea was. Sorry, my Frank opinion. Yeah. Frank. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it was Frank. him? Frank, yeah. Oh, Shout okay, out okay. Frank, bro. Frank. Good dog, man. Um, yeah, so the way we came up with the uh, baby bottle uh, or the baby doll challenge, uh, when we were coming down the Big Bear Mountain, um, me and Joey were just talking about all the ideas. So many ideas were just flooding to our head. We're like, we can do this. We can have this person on. You know, this would be really, really cool. And I wanted to figure out a way to bring the community together, but like physically, you know, make them, you know, actually really get involved, you know, really be attached to this project. When did this happen in the timeline? So, so, so sorry, because it's important so yeah. for the big picture for Guys like me who mm-hmm. jumped in right after or during this project, I didn't get involved in the baby project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched it, and I was like, wow, that was a good turnout. Mm-hmm. But that was so in the timeline of things. So y'all do the Big Bear, yeah. whiteboard, ideas. Yeah, so everything started happening, like, really, really quick. What? Um, so as what, soon as what, we had the idea, as soon as we started writing on that whiteboard, like, since that moment, it's been, like, nearly 24-7 When every was day. that? So that was what it's, I think it's 44 days now. Today's day 44. No way. Yeah, yeah. So we sold out on day 40. Like that was when the full sellout happened was day, on day 40. That's so, crazy. If, if yeah. for those of you that don't understand what that means, there's, that was like a record. Like the mm-hmm. amount from whitelist sales to sell out was one mm-hmm. of the top 10 projects. If I'm remembering the stat, right? I don't know the stat, but that was insanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it was crazy. So, what, when, when was the whiteboard project? So 40 days ago so from that day? 44 days ago now was when we started writing on the whiteboard, right? And then, mm-hmm. and yeah, and so 40 days later was when we sold out, and that was four days ago now, yeah. right? It feels like longer ago, honestly. Um, might be day 45 today, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, so that was basically, we did, like, it's literally because me and him, like, I think me and John <laughs> are both pretty, like, obsessive and, like, one-track-minded. So, like, when, when we have an idea that we want to do, we're, like, it's and we're passionate in. about it. And... It's the only thing we can think about, you know, like yeah. we're consumed by it. And so basically that's what happened. And since like me and him also kind of had the same energy going into it, like we were both like had the same amount of just like mm-hmm. commitment and energy and passion about it. And I, I think a yeah. lot of um, a really big part, um, Josh, my brother, um, you know, he really. How involved has he been? Very. Uh, very yeah, very involved. Yeah. Hey, Josh. Get in here. Can't can't do this without you. Let's, let's have John a King, Josh King Madrid. Let's do it. Okay. Just set fly. Where are we at? <laughs> uh, what I was saying was Josh was a very, very uh, big help when it came to uh, this project. He gave us a lot of clarity, um, a lot of insight on how to really, you know, go about it and uh, introduce us to the right people um, as well as just um, certain knowledge and just everything, you know, uh, he gave us. We just used it and ran with it. Um, and he was, you know, there by our side just kind of just running it up with us. Perfect. So they gave us a background, and we were talking about now where – Junior Punks was taken off in the first 40 days, right? And how much of an influence you had on them. So what I'd like to do before we have you land that jet set right on top of that conversation is take us back, man. You're coming in and we're totally fine to just kind of have you start from the beginning. Give me like a story or a situation in your life that really set the tone for you being an entrepreneur growing up. Like what made you know like this is – I'm a salesman. This is my thing. I'm a marketer. Like one story that kind of give the people like what they want. Yeah, man. So uh, for me personally, I remember I was like uh, seven years old. I was in second grade and every single kid at my school was wearing Vans. The Vans shoes was like the shit, right? Everybody had it. Everybody was skateboarding. And uh, man, I wanted a pair of Vans like really bad. 
like you know they're just you know had the checkers and you know the, I just they're so dope man the black and white ones yeah and you uh, know I, I you know for, for me I was always wearing like you know like these shoes from Payless right you know and so when I'm seeing all my friends wear Vans I'm like yo I gotta get me some of those you know like those are the skater you know shoes and I want to be a skater and so uh, we're at the mall I'm with my dad and we walk by the fan store and I'm like yo can we go look and he's like yeah sure we can go look I see these pair of Vans I fall like just in love with them right I'm like yo like can you get them for me and he's like yo if you want these shoes you're gonna have to buy them with your own money. And I'm like, you know, so I look at the, the price and I'm like, yo, these are like $45, like, you know, <laughs> I'm like seven, like, you know, how am I going to get freaking $45? Like, that's crazy. And I'm like, yo, like, can you just please buy me some? Like, you know, all my friends have some, have some, you know, and I know their parents bought it for them. Like, you know, they didn't pay $45 cause you know, obviously nobody has $45 at seven years old. And he's like, he's like, nope. And so he's like, it's time to leave. We got to go. And I'm not like, yo, I got, like, I'm bummed. I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> I thought I could probably convince him, like, you know, like, yeah, please, dad. Like, you know, I thought I could convince him. <laughs> give me the fans, dad. Right? Give me the fans. And he's like, he's like, here's what we'll do. He's like, I'm going to give you a loan. It's like, it was like 30 bucks or something. He's like, I'm going to give you a loan for $30. He's like, you have to pay me back. He's like, we're going to go on this website. I think at the time it was like, maybe like, uh, maybe AliExpress, Alibaba, Alibaba. DHgate, something. Oh, you know, DHgate. Whatever yeah, it was. DHgate, yeah, it was yeah. way long ago. Um, and he's like, you're gonna buy these beanies because it's kind of like around Christmas time. It's getting cold. Everyone's starting like to wear like jackets and wear like beanies and stuff like that. And he's like, uh, you know, you can choose beanies. You can buy these beanies in uh, in wholesale. Beanies you know? is in like hoodies, like the no, hats, like, like little beanies, yeah, the like hats, beanies, okay. yeah. And they're the ones that were actually like hats, so like the beanies that had like the little like uh, hat bill. Oh like, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and he's like, and then you can go sell these to kids at your school, and then pay me back, and then you know, hopefully you have enough to buy the shoes. And I'm like, all right, for sure. So uh, he orders the beanies. He gives me the loan. Or, you know, he just orders it for me, but it's my loan, right? Uh, I get the beanies. I think at first they were all black. They had, like, a little bill. And I'm wearing it at school. And I think I gave one to, like, one of my teachers or something like that. And, like, my teacher was, like, wearing it. And then I started telling all the kids at my school, like, and, I'll, and also when kids' parents went to pick them up for my daycare, I was telling them, like, yo, like, you got to get one of these beanies. Like, all the other kids are wearing these beanies. Like, you know, these are, like, you know, the best beanies. Even the teacher's wearing one. You know, like, I was just <laughs> literally. Yeah, and so I'm, and then literally uh, I tell kids, and, you know, when kids start seeing one guy, two guys, three guys wearing a beanie, they're like, yo, like, I want a beanie. Like, you know, because it's like everybody in the class is wearing it. I don't want to be the only one who doesn't have it. And so uh, now everybody wanted a beanie. But they didn't have like five bucks, right? I was charging like five bucks. So they had to convince their parents to give them five bucks. So I had to convince them to convince their parents to give them five <laughs> bucks, right? And so these people, these kids would literally be like, can you come help me? Like, can you talk to my parents real quick and like, you know, help, help me convince them? And so they'd be like, you're like, mom, uh, you know, this is like Josh is the one I told you uh, who has like the beanies. Um, you know, he sells them, you know, and I really want one. Everybody has one. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you know, and I start breaking it down and stuff like that. But like, it's only $5, you know, da da da. Everybody's wearing it, you know, it's getting cold. And the parents, you know, your parents are like, oh, yeah, you know, I want to support, you know. And so they give me the five bucks, give the kid the beanie, sold them all out. And I think I had, like, literally just, like, $40 and like, you know, like, taxes and everything. The shoes came out to, like, you know, like, 47 or something. So my dad was like, all right, I'll cover. You know, we went back to the van store, like, you know, a couple of weeks later. So I'll cover the other $7, but he's like, but you owe me. So he's like, so I'm, I'm going to give you another loan. You're going to get more beanies, and you're going to do this again. And so I just I kept doing that. And uh, fast forward, so that was in second grade. I was seven years old. Fast forward in third grade. I did the same thing. I sold, like, uh, I bought touch cases. I sold, uh, mm -hmm. I sold shirts. Yeah. I went to, like, the, uh, what store is it? TJ uh, Maxx. Like Michael's. Michael's. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. used to, yo, this is before the NFT craze, yo. I used to <laughs> create these little digital, like, uh, figures. Imagine, like, an NFT, right? Like a crypto punk or, like, a freaking, like, there were little characters. And I would create characters that looked like kids in my school, mm. right? 
And then I would, I would print them out on this kind of like uh, sticky paper mm-hmm. and I'd iron them t- on the shirt. And then I would go to school and I would sell kids this custom shirt of a, like a digital character that looked like them for like, like 15, 20 bucks. So I did that. Uh, I sold shutter shades like when, when Kanye had those like shutter shades. Right. And so pretty much any time there was like something trending from second grade up to literally pretty much high school, uh, yo, I sold it. Silver chains. I was buying like silver oh, yeah. plated chains in the uh, ninth that. grade for like $2 a piece. Selling them to kids at my school for like 80 bucks. Mm. 80 bucks, you know? So I was making like a couple thousand dollars a month. You know, I'm freaking 15, bro. <laughs> you know, okay, so young hustler, star. young yeah. hustler, shoes, chains, beanies, kids, kids, parents, preschool, all the way to high school. So, you know, who you're, we know who we're dealing with. We know that, uh, I mean, I'm with you. I used to meet my brother. He's the COO now of this business. But uh, we used to we went and got my mom's like all her canned goods and put it in a, a wagon and we went door to door selling like Campbell's huh. soup in a wagon. Yeah, we didn't pay my mom. She was nice, but she didn't charge us for any of the material <laughs> at that point. But then I got a taste for money and then got a paper out because I had a pair of shoes. They were the Concord J's, mm. the 11s, the the Concord's the black patent leather. Mm-hmm. I got a paper out just to go get those shoes. So this is who we're dealing with. Purebred entrepreneur, thoroughbred, I call him. So when did the NFTs thing start for you? What was that? When did you kind of have this aha moment that this NFT thing was going to be a, a thing? Yeah, so um, for me, my, my, my whole expertise is really just marketing in okay. itself. You know, like so what did you do before that then? Uh, pretty much just marketing for anything. So uh, e-commerce, I got like a big start in e-commerce. Uh, affiliate marketing. I've like trained affiliates, like like with like software companies, and like you know teaching people how to pretty much, pretty much like kind of what I'm doing for like NFTs and like marketing and stuff like that. I would teach people how to do that, but how to sell my own software. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. I, I I'm gonna ask you this. We're gonna do this after. Okay. Because I want to get you. I want you to have this content because this it. is gonna be money. Got it. So let's have you dove because there's so much here. You've got such a. Pl- I mean, you're amazing, bro. I I looked at your stuff. You're legit. I want to get this out because this would be valuable. So let's dovetail on this. When did you see their project was going to be valuable and what kind of help did you want to give these guys? Like what point were you like, okay, I want to invest my time with you because we're dealing with the guy that knows what he's doing. Now, when did you say, hey, I want to reach out and help? Yeah, bro. So it's funny. So uh, I first was working with another project okay. and I was doing the marketing for them. And within like five days of me coming on board, story views went from like 2,000 to like 10,000, you know, and just – Discord had like 50,000 people like last minute join and we sold down like 13 minutes. Mm. It was absolutely freaking nuts. I barely even knew what an NFT was. I had no idea how it really works. I didn't even have none of my freaking crypto wallet set up. I, you know, had nothing set up, but I knew marketing and I knew how to get people to uh, want to build more desire, to want to buy something. And I know how right. to build a kind of a relationship uh, with like a client or with the customer or with the person. And so I uh, launched that, that did well. And then they saw like kind of what we did and they're like, yo, you know, I think we can do this. I think we can launch an NFT. And so John comes to me. And at this point, I'm already kind of thinking, you know, hey, I want to launch my own NFT, you know, but next year. Like, let me do it next year. Okay. And so John comes to me. He's like, yo, we want to launch an NFT. You know, we'll do this and we can do that. And, you know, their kind of original vision was very small. It was very small. It was not like anything they, they like that. We talked about now. that. Yeah. yeah, very small. And so 
He's like, you know, and you just do the marketing, Josh, and da 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 And he kind of just, like, threw me in, like, the plan. He's like, you just do this and you do that. I'm like, yo, who, who said I'm going to do this? Like, you assumed you know? the sell. Yeah. You I'm just like, told him he was, was like, going to be I was part like, of big it. brother will come in. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, dude, I got the guy. No, yeah. no. I, let I'm me like, have this. I'll be in charge of this stuff. Yeah, I was like, really don't worry, Joey. I got it, man. I was like, I could do all the marketing myself. He's like, bro, I know the strats, man. He's like, if it doesn't work, I'll just bring in Josh, man. He's got it. I like it. And so he came at me like that, and I was like, in my mind, I'm like, yo, I want to launch a project, you know, next year, and I want to run it up like 100 million. I want to make sure, you know, we do it right from the jump. And so, like, I don't want to, you know, spend my time on like a small project when I can kind of be game planning for the big project. Right. And so I was like, ah, uh, bro, I don't know, bro. Like, you know, I don't know if I can help you. Like, you know, like it's just I don't know if it makes sense for me. I was like, I'd rather have you, like, you know, help me on my project next year, and then you know, we'll just blow it up. And he's like, oh, bro, but you know, this is how this is how he told me. He's like, bro, it would make sense for like us to learn how to launch a project now. So that way, when you do your project next year, like, we're not figuring it out for the first time. Right. Like, we have the experience. You know, we have the team. We understand, like, the discord. Like, we know. We've made the mistakes. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, well, that makes fucking logical sense. So, all right, <laughs> you know, I was like, put together a pitch deck. Because I'm not mm -hmm. just going to, you know, my dad does, like, done this for me. Like, if I ever asked my dad to help me out, he's like, well, you got to put together a business plan. You know what I mean? And so. Who is this dad I hear about? What's your dad's name? Who does he, what does he do? Uh, Eric Madrid. He's a doctor. Okay. He's a doctor. And so he's super business-minded. Uh, he had an uh, e-commerce business back in 97, so like the year before I was born. Air that, purifiers. Yeah, air purifiers. It was called uh, Breathe Free, mm -hmm. and it did like $7 million a year in sales. It was like e-commerce, but then the dot-com bubble burst, and pff, fucking, you know, gone. <laughs> right? but, um, but so he kind of understood, like, you know, the whole concept of, like, you know, uh, arbitrage, you know, buying low, selling high, sure. kind of internet business, stuff like that. And so... Like, he kind of uh, was able to be, like, a mentor in sense of not just from, like, uh, the business perspective or, like, you know, saying, hey, go do e-commerce or go do you know, online stuff, but also, like, with the mindset and stuff, you know, because when you go through some, like, tough shit like that, like, you know, you build up a different type of mindset to be right. able to get back on your path. And so, uh, so I told my brother the same thing. You know, I'm like, yo, put together a business plan and you got to sell me. And if it makes sense, then I'm going to do it. And if I'm going to do it, I'm also going to have to – it's going to need to be worth my time. Like, you know, I'm going to have to be able to make uh, enough money where, you know, I'm not just like, you know, wasting my time. And so he puts together this business plan and, you know, they bring it to me and I'm just like, I'm kind of like critiquing it a lot first. I'm like, yo, but this, I'm like, what about that? Or what about this? I'm like, no, this doesn't really make any sense. Or like, you know, I can't see this being like long. And I'm like, kind of like almost uh, challenging them, I guess you could say, to make it more uh, complex. More. Shooting holes in the project. Yeah, yeah, you know, because I'm just like, you know, like, I don't want to put my name on this. This is only what it is. Right. Like, you know, it needs to be, like, a lot more structured, more professional. You need to think a lot more long-term, like, not just, like, one month or one week or et cetera. And so they kept, like, being like, okay, well, I guess we can do this. And they were on the whiteboards a lot. And eventually, like, it started making enough sense where I, I started getting excited about it. And, you know, once I'm excited about it, it's a whole different story. Because now it's not, like, me just doing the marketing, but it, I, I'm treating it like it's my project. You know, like, I'm passionate about it. Like, it's mine. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was at that moment, I think that's the question, right? You know, when I kind of see, like, the potential in it, it was when they, uh, you know, kind of challenged them a little bit. They put it together, brought it to me, and I started to say, all right, you know, I think we can do this, you know? And yeah. freaking it was funny, shit. too, because uh, <laughs> when we had came up with the, the baby doll challenge, um, to follow up on that, you know, I was like, yo, like, Joey, this would be really sick if we just had everybody go to the store and write hashtag Junior Punks on their forehead, right? 
And, you know, we're just, like, super stoked. We're like, yeah, you know, let's do it, let's do it. And, like, we present it to, you know, because uh, uh, he has a partner um, as well. And we present it, you know, to everyone on the team. We're like, yo, what do you guys think about this? And they're like, mm, I don't think it'll work out. And we're like, all right, okay, yeah, we could just scratch it. We could just go, you know, like, you know, we could just do it just like any other, you know, NFT project. And then, you know, as we start going, we're like, no, we got to do this. We have to. We have to do it, you know, because we just knew, like, it would be different. It would be so unique because there's no NFT projects out there that really make their community, um, you know, actually, like, come together by going out, you know, getting in their car, driving sure. to the store. Doing you know, something. Exactly. Action. Action. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, micro-commitment levels, mm -hmm. micro-commitments in each little. And so looking back, like, in retrospect, because I was like, you know, at first I was like, I don't know if that's going to work. Like, people might think that, you know, I'm too old for this or I'm too grown for this, you know, or that's kind of corny. And... When I look back at it, I'm like, yo, it actually makes so much sense because it's not like too crazy where it's like, you know, hey, you know, if we can go jump off a cliff and you're on the whitelist, sure. but it's just enough for somebody to say, you know, I can, I can do that. Why not? You know? Yeah. You know, I could do that. It'd take me maybe like 20, 30 minutes, you know, it probably, especially when everyone else sometimes. does it, when right. everyone else starts doing it, that's when everyone's like, oh, I got to jump on. Like, you know, everyone's doing it. We're shouting everybody out in the chat, right? All like that was a proof. big thing. Yeah. So people, they want to get the shout out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like when they did it. We take the screenshot. We go right to the general chat. Yo, shout out at Yousef. Man, that's so crazy. Yousef, you know, you really boy. went above and beyond. Yeah, Yousef, he got a bunch of his boys. He's from New York. He got, like, a bunch of his boys onto the project. And he has a picture that, like, we have. We posted on Instagram. It's, you like, just, like, it's, like, it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's, like, eight grown men. Like, just <laughs> baby bottles. Or not yeah, baby bottles. Like baby dolls. Yeah, in Target. You mm -hmm. know, so, like, that was basically, like, how the project was. You know, so that was that's the first the picture I saw. Built. That was the yeah. first picture I saw of... Junior Punks. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And, I, okay. and I was like, what is this? This yeah. is an NFT project. <laughs> I'm like, this is like a, uh, like a. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that was nuts. I was like, this is crazy. What is, so it, it was enough. It was weird enough to make me curious, mm. yeah. which you got to spurn in any kind of customer, right? If you're like cold calling someone. So yeah. I always tell my guys, as I said, they're like, he was mad at me on the door. I'm like, Perfect. Either you want them asking you a question or angry at you. Yeah. Pick one, but you don't want them like passive or, oh, that's cool. Like, oh, yeah, how you doing? I don't want them nice. Mm -hmm. I want them angry, really angry, or really questioning my intent. And a baby head, like, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> like, that's enough to get a cold caller to yeah. look. Which it triggers emotion. Tri yeah. yeah. Weird emotion. <laughs> I call it, uh, I call it uh, in psychology, uh, there's a concept called the anchor bias, right? The anchoring bias. And essentially our mind has like these different cognitive biases and this is how we think, right? We make all decisions using these biases, right? Because there's, there's only a certain amount of like data that we can process through our, you know, senses uh, while we're inside the world. So a bias is kind of like a shortcut that our mind uses to be able to make better judgment or what we think make better judgment uh, with using less energy. And so to anchor something is to like pretty much put, um, to weigh something more. So for example, like, you know, the $50,000 package, when you say that first, you're anchoring that. And now everything else is based around like that perception. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you were to say, you know, well, we got a $75,000 package. It's now, you know, 50,000 is the cheaper one. Right. But if you're saying, okay, we got a $25,000 one. Well then 50,000 now is the, or the 25,000 is the cheaper one. And 50,000 is like, you know, they're not even worried about that. Cause they're, like, they're trying to get the deal. And so, when a lot you of people can also use it for like self growth, like I know the snapping and yeah, that's you know. like a whole different yeah. area. Yeah. That's like an old yeah, did no, you yeah. hear that from my stuff? 
Or is that stuff you guys? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I I talk about snapping, pointing, mm-hmm. head down, feet rubbing, yeah, clapping, yeah. pen yeah. snapping. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when you get an order, yeah. that's like go down that vein, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super advanced. But um, yeah. So essentially, most people, you know, they they go for the baby cell, right? Hey, you want you want to buy this one thing, or hey, you know, the price is this, and then now that's the starting point. That's the anchor. So like you know. And even with like little things like basic negotiations, like if I want to pay, let's say, you know, I'm willing to pay uh, $1,000 for a shout out. Like that's what I'm willing to pay. I'm going to go hit the guy up first and be like, yo, give me a shout out for 200 bucks. You know what I mean? And knowing, you know, in reality, he probably charges like like 2000 Right. Right. And so he's like, oh, I do it for like 1500 My bro, I can do like 500 you know. And so we kind of like now meet closer in the middle. So the whole point of kind of anchoring is people are going to move. They're going to move around what that perception is. And so with the... Uh, this project, you know, Junior Punks with Angry Apes, it's, hey, are you buying five or less than five, which is, you know, four or like three. I'm not saying, hey, you're going to get one or uh, how many are you going to get? You know, one, two, three, four, five. Right. It's all around the number five. And so now people, because that before meant, most people don't even know how much they want to mint yet. Right. You know, they're not really thinking about it. You know, they're just in the Discord. They're talking to the community. They know they want to mint one at least. Right. But they're not really thinking about a specific number. So now all of a sudden when all the marketing is like, you know, are you minting five or less than five? Five or less than five? It was so funny. I look in the group chat before launch, and everyone's like, yo, so we're going to be able to launch or, you know, mint five out of pre-sale? Like, you know, are we going to be able to mint five? Are we gonna be able to... And everybody was, like, hung up on the number five right. inside, of the, inside of the conversations because of that marketing, right? And so if I don't do that, then now all of a sudden now everybody, you know, mints one or two, and we only sell, you know, 2,000, right, instead of 5,555. And yeah. so it makes a massive difference because that average order value goes up, you know? Is that where 5555 five, five, five came from? No, that was just, um, yeah, that was just Kinda. pretty random. Yeah, we were just, just like yeah. mm, 5555 um, because we didn't want, you know, we saw like a lot of projects, you know, selling 10000 selling 9999 selling um, 7000 And we're like, okay, well, we feel like it would be smarter to have less supply, you know, because um, the demand would be higher. Um, and so essentially, that's what we did. We sold, you know, 5,555. What you just <laughs> went over was exactly what we talk about. I tr- this is what I trained my community on, which is when I, I say, hey, this is the solar system, or hey, this is the security system, or hey, this is the car, or hey, this is my. When I come in and be, hey, how much is it for your, your master class, B Holmes? It's $50,000. Oh wow! What's the next package down? Well, if you want me to come out for a week and reanalyze your entire business, it's twenty five grand. Right. Oh, for sure. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. That's my top pro. That's my top package anyway. Right, right, right. right. But it's that idea of let me get that number and then you go the one down mm-hmm. low, and it's a it's a deal. But that's the number they want because. Right. But if I came out and popped off to twenty five grand, whoa! Yeah. What's your next package? Ten grand? Oh, we'll do that one. Right. Right. So what you're just explaining is the subconscious focus on a deal. Right. Right? Which yeah, is yeah, crazy. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm an interim CFO right now in mm-hmm. one of the companies, and so I'm revamping all of our AP, AR, accounts receivable. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through this. There's got to be some kind of financial um, plan or strategy that you had on how much you wanted to raise on the initial. Was there? Or was there? Was it? Was there? What's my question? Because I'm very curious. Mm-hmm. Financial strategy backing the marketing was there any financial strategy on this is the numbers we want to go hit and why because i mean what's the what's the overhead on these projects 
Yeah. Man, I'm not like it depends, bro. If you do a lot of giveaways like us, you know. Yeah, I mean, we've we've yeah. But I mean, there's no giveaways product. in marketing. Yeah, so I mean, we we spent about 130 to 150k just pre pre-sale, like before the pre-sale, like we hadn't sold a single one. That uh-huh. was on giveaways, pages, all of that, which is rare. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's a little bit less, honestly, than most products are doing now. But then, like, after the pre-sale started and we got revenue from the pre-sale, we just went straight into reinvesting to make sure the project sold out, right? But you guys did it unique. Again, I, I, I'm, not, I'm very limited on my experience, but I've got five projects I dove into. Mm-hmm. Y'all were the only ones that invested into more marketing, Right. Talk mm-hmm. about that concept, because that's not yeah. what anyone else did. Like yeah. the, real quick, for an example, I won't say the name, but it was a, around a platypus that a mutual guy we know was in that. And they did nothing after they had his name on there. Mm-hmm. They dropped it and they haven't done any more marketing. Yeah. And they went and they adopted the animal, Yeah, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But y'all went back and you doubled down and got more people to tweet and to get involved in the marketing, in Instagram, or learned your the Twitter, right? Or whatever you wanted to get back into. Yeah. You got more involved. Why? Well, basically, I mean, if we hadn't done more marketing right after that, like, we would not have sold out, right? And so, basically, we were like, okay, like, we know we have one objective. Our objective is to sell out because the entire community, everybody that's bought in, if this project doesn't sell out, they're going to lose a lot in their investment, right? You know, projects go down in value if they don't sell out because they're like, okay, if people don't even want to mint this, you know, like why should I even have it? And so our only objective was just sell out. Like we, we do not care. We were like for a little while we were in a mindset where like it did not matter. It was like marketing, marketing, marketing. Like we have, you know, like we're, we're throwing it in. We want to really make sure this product sells out because that's what everyone in the community wanted, right? Like that was the biggest focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and that was why we really doubled down like that. Yeah, and like on top of that, we like we believe in the project so much that we just want like no matter how much money we spend we want it all to go back to the community we want a lot of it to go back just straight into the community straight into our utility straight into making sure that the people who invested into you know us and the project have we want everyone in this project to be like millionaires right you know what i mean like board ape you know we want everyone to just be successful you know just a big community of just ballers you know of everyone just just from the start, everyone who was there from the beginning who believed in us, who believed in the project, who believed in, you know, Josh, me, and Joey, and the team, um, you know, you, because everyone plays a big part, you know, in this project. It's not just us, but it's it's the team and then it's the community, you know? And, you know, when you put both of these together, it's very crazy um, to see what you can come up with. And it's, it's really, um, I guess... Inspiring, yeah, it's inspiring to see, you know, a lot of people come together to make something big, Mm -hmm. bigger than themselves. You know, it's like this project is bigger than us, you know, but that's the point. You know, we're we're shooting for something that was totally, you know, uh, that we're totally capable of doing um, because obviously, you know, we're manifesting and, you know, as we go along, certain things start, you know, coming into place. Certain people start coming to our lives. Um, You know, certain things just start to happen and, you know, it all starts to come together. So it's a really big part of, you know, the community and the team and everyone coming together and, you know, just us building like crazy, you know? Yeah. And I think too, uh, one of the biggest things like with marketing and like, you know, throwing a lot of money back into the marketing is it's all about omnipresence, right? It's yeah. about being everywhere at all times, like, you know, being able to kind of duplicate yourself, or duplicate your business, duplicate your project into multiple areas all around the world at the simultaneous time, right? Instead of just being in kind of one place. And so it makes sense to get as many eyeballs as possible, as much attention as possible, um, to be able to, number one, increase the demand for the project, 
But number two, to also be able to show the people who are already kind of invested in the project uh, from pre-sale, like, okay, these guys are all in, you know, they're, they're balls to the wall, and they're still bringing in new eyeballs. So this thing is obviously more people are going to be interested because like they're still going hard. They're not just kind of like, you know, letting off the gas. If anything, they're going even harder. They're doubling down, they're tripling down. And um, also to really listening a lot to the community. So for example, like, you know, uh, our expertise wasn't necessarily Twitter. Right, it wasn't really our expertise, but the community is like, "Yo, Twitter, 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 Twitter." And for <laughs> me, you know, I'm I'm an expert in you know uh, Instagram, the chatbots, kind of the whole crazy backend strategy, text messages. Like that's where I know, like I could put a dollar in and get like ten dollars out. I could put a dollar in, I get twelve dollars out in terms of generating a return. But when the community has something that they believe in, for us, it was like, "All right, let's do it," even though you know we're not maybe completely certain in that. It maybe get us the same return as what's it called, uh, like Instagram in terms of like putting a dollar in and getting like ten and twelve out. But what I am certain of is the fact that the community will be like, "Yo, they listen to us." Right. The community be like, "Well, okay, you know, they 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 listen to our advice and they're you know, they want to work together in harmony and in, in collaboration versus you know more of like a narcissistic. Oh, we know everything. You know, uh, don't tell us this. You know, da 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 da. And so that was a really important aspect for us because it builds, uh, you know, trust with community right. and it builds a relationship with community. And so that was another reason why, you know, we were willing to spend the money into certain places like that. And, and faith, right. From mm -hmm. a community member, it was fascinating. I was talking to Chaz and I was saying, uh, I've got a pe I've got a couple people asking me, how's your project doing? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, uh, it's not my project. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the way that you guys have formatted it is that you've got people so bought in because you care what we have to say that mm -hmm. I feel like it's my project. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. As you said. Which, right. <laughs> that's what we sort of. Say. It's, right? it's what you project. want. It's what I want. Yeah. But that's not normal. That's a skill that you guys have actually done really, really well. Thank you. No other projects have done. So shout out to you. That's where you can get a lot of buy-in. Very cheap. By giving people ownership or a title or a rank, right? And it's free. Thank you for listening to the Doors to Success podcast. Tune in next week for the final part with the Junior Punks.